Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. All right, so is it miseducation or is it stupidity? This is a, a question being posed by an American economist who's penned an editorial that was picked up by the Toronto Sun. And um, in it, he reveals a growing number of millennials, so 51% who would rather live in a socialist and communist country. Of course, until they get there and they realize, where the hell am I? I'm sure they go to Venezuela. If you want to go live in a communist country and you think it's so dandy, head on over to Venezuela and see how it is. Go check out the zoos. See if there's any animals left there that haven't been eaten because there's no food. You know, that's apparently what they like. And they think that capitalism has run its course. So while they love their iPhones and their lattes, they want everyone else to pay for it. And so the report I'm reading, I got to be honest, I found it pretty alarming. And while we don't have stats here in Canada to do the same kind of data, if you look at the direction of how we've moved in this country, certainly over in in Ontario, 15 years of very left-leaning policy, you know, the wealth redistribution through green policy, et cetera, et cetera, we're so far left. You know, we want free education, free daycare, free, what else do we want free? Free pharmacare, everything. We're moving so far left, both now at the federal level and the provincial level. I wouldn't be surprised at all. If we're also, you know, the millennials are thinking the same thing. Let's bring in Professor Walter Williams to explain all this. He's an economist, syndicated columnist, and a professor in Washington. Uh, To break it down, he joins us now. Professor Williams, um, what was it that made you look into this particular issue? Where was it in the American uh, fabric that you saw this trend starting? Well, I I think that... um... Uh, I've been talking about the problems uh, of our young people being uh, indoctrinated at the high school and at the uh, K through 12 and, and college levels for quite a while. But this most recent column I wrote, the title uh, "Miseducated, Miseducated or Stupid," uh, had, uh, came from uh, a survey done by the Victims of Communism Memorial Foundation. And they and their survey found some rather shocking things that should be shocking to the to the American people and, and Canadian people as well. Uh, it turns out that 51% of American millennials would rather live in a socialist or communist country than in a capitalist country. Yeah. It turned out another, uh, another uh, finding of the survey was 25% of millennials, millennials, millennials who knew who Vladimir uh, uh, Lenin was, they viewed him uh, favorably. Uh, half the uh, millennials never heard of Mao Zedong, who ruled China from uh, uh, 1949 to 1976 and was responsible for the deaths of 45 million uh, Chinese people. And then, then uh, uh, some other things are rather shocking. And, and uh, it turned out that 32% of millennials think that former President George Bush is responsible for more killings than Stalin. 
Yeah, I, I was a little I was a little surprised by that. So where yeah. you know where is this coming from? Because I I can't think that the education system in America is that bad. And and I know you know we don't have this kind of data here in Canada, to my knowledge. But I do agree with you. I don't think we're immune to this because we are leaning so far left now in our own country that I bet you if we did the same kind of data, we'd probably get the you know the same kinds of findings. Yeah, well, you know, what, what it is, I think it's indoctrination by uh, um, uh, K through 12 teachers and, and professors. That is, uh, the, the, you know, how in the world can, uh, you know, 30, um, a third of millennials think that, that George Bush killed more people than Stalin? And Stalin is responsible for, uh, it's, it's estimated to be around 60,000, uh, 60 million people. Yeah. And, and I, think, I think that one of the big problems is, is that, People think that socialism is a good idea, and it turns out that throughout mankind's history, socialism has been a failure. I don't care whether you're talking about the uh, the uh, the, Germ- the workers German party of the of the, uh, the German workers party, which called Nazis, mm-hmm. which was a socialist organization, or the uh, Union of uh, Socialist uh, Republics of of, uh, of Russia, or Cuba, or Venezuela. Or all these other socialist empires who have accounted for for uh, massive uh, deaths and cruelly to mankind throughout its history. Right. And so is it that they don't understand it? I mean, because you take characters like Bernie Sanders, who's very, very popular. Um, you know, he's got mainstream credibility with millennials. You know, even our own prime minister, as you know, he's got this adoration for Chinese dictatorships, which I think a lot of people laugh at. But now I'm reading your report going, geez, he's actually serious. I mean, and, and his adoration for the Cuban leader when he died. I mean, he gushed over him in such an embarrassing manner. Um, you know, and, and that seems to be having an influence uh, on mainly on the left, but certainly with young people. Well, well uh, and, and uh, sure, you're, 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 um, you're absolutely right. But this is not new. Uh, that is, as I point out in the next to last paragraph of my column, is that our young people are not the first Americans to admire tyrants. Right. Uh, W.E.B. Du Bois, uh, he, say, he, he said that Stalin was a great man. Walter Durant, he called Stalin the greatest living statesman. Uh, 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 there was even leftist admiration for Hitler and Mussolini. And when Hitler came to power, uh, Bernard Shaw said him, he was a very respark, a remarkable man. And President Roosevelt uh, called uh, Mussolini ad- admirable. Right. And, and, and uh, you know, economist John Kenneth Galbraith, uh, he visited communist China uh, in the 1970s, and he praised Mao. Uh, Mao Zedong and uh, and other people they praise tyrants throughout history and so I, I, I we're we're in a very dangerous set of circumstances when young people who are going to be our leaders of the future are are this much out of it in not in not understanding the tyranny of socialism. Yeah, God help us. But it's interesting because they they say uh, many of them believe that capitalism has run its course, but they're the same people that will go to Apple and buy their iPhone. You know, they love their latte from Starbucks. They love that kind of capitalism, but they don't see the, the contradiction. Well, well you know, one, I, I did a column oh, about a month or so ago, and I don't know the numbers, but the uh, people around the world, they're at their survey done, and people around the world ask the question, what country would you rather live in? And it turned out that the United States was a number one country, and then the United Kingdom was, an, was a, the second, 
and I believe Canada was third or fourth, and Australia was, Australia was uh, up there as well. And the point is, is that when you see people going from one country to another, they're not running from uh, South Korea to North Korea. Uh, when when uh, during the Cold War, people weren't running from West Berlin to East Berlin, uh, and, and and people were not running from the United States to Cuba. The actually the people were voting on their feet. They were going in the other direction. They were going from countries that were socialist and, and uh, dictatorial to countries that were much freer, such as United States, UK, and Canada. Well, you don't know what you have until you lose it, so maybe there has to be some kind of experiment where you say, you like communism so much, here, give it a try, and, and maybe send them off to Venezuela to see how lovely it is to eat zoo animals. I mean, I say it in jest, but at the same time, um, you know, we're losing, certainly in Canada, our war, our war vets are dying off. We don't have very many left, and my concern is, once they're gone and the older generations go, there's not going to be anyone to remind these youngsters what it means to lose freedom. That is absolutely right, and 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 the colleges, uh, 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 both in the United States and also Canada, they are uh, grossly derelict in their responsibility to educate young people. I'm not talking about propagandize, mm-hmm. but just to tell young people the facts of history. Is that not being taught anymore? I mean, has it become such a social justice, um, um, you know, edict that that they don't even talk about? I mean, when I did history in school, this is what we talked about. We talked about Nazism. We talked and studied communism in Russia. I mean, this is what we studied. Do they not study that? Well, well, I, 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 I don't know because I teach economics at George Mason University. But I think one of the things that people are taught and that young people are taught is that somehow United States is evil and that somehow capitalism is, is evil. And, and they do not realize that it was, it, was cap, it was capitalism or free markets that lifted mankind up in terms of, uh, of, of his being um, greater liberties and, and a higher standard of living. And even in the case of you play, take a place like China, there, you know, the, the fact that China started towards uh, free markets and capitalism uh, it brought uh, 300 million people out of poverty. I mean, just you would, they, they didn't have any particular poverty program in China, but it was just the movement from uh, communism, uh, you know, totally communistic system, that, to at least a partially uh, market system. Professor, where do you see this going? Do you think that this is something that will kind of grow out and go in phases, or do you actually think that this is this is the direction we're going in? I'd like to think that, you know, you grow out of it. When you're young, you know, everyone wants everything. They want it all for free. It's, it's you know, free and peace and all the rest of it. But is this just a phase? Well, I, I, I don't know. If you look at human history, the standard fare for human beings throughout their entire history has been that of arbitrary abuse and control by others. I'm sure that there will be a historian writing 100 years or 200 years from now, and he'll say, well, you know, the normal state of mankind's affairs was arbitrary abuse and control, but there is this little tiny exception, mostly in Western Europe, United States, and Canada, and a few other places in the world. But it all went back to the normal state of affairs arbitrary abuse and control by others. And if you ask the question, in my own country, United States, if you ask the question, which way are we headed, tiny steps at a time, are we headed towards more liberty or more government control over our lives? It would have to unambiguously be the latter.
Yeah. It, it, well, I guess this narrative has caught on, and I and I blame the Americans. I blame the Obama administration for creating the the dialogue of you know distribution of wealth and making sure you know the rich give back. And to me, it's just created this very uh, divisive dialogue that younger generations say, "Yeah, I want that too, and I should have it," um, because yep. they have it. And to me, it's very divisive. Yes, I think you're absolutely right. And. And 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 if and 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 as I suggest to people, that is, if liberty dies in the United States, I believe we'll be dead for all times and all places in the world. I tend to agree, but Professor, maybe we will both be dead hopefully by that time, because I won't <laughs> want to be well. around. <laughs> <laughs> Professor, thank you very much. I appreciate you sharing your time. Well, thank you for the interview. That is uh, Professor Walter Williams. I like him. Nice guy. Smart guy. Lots to say. On Point, I'm Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio.